The Home Show with Tom Tynan podcast is made possible thanks to our partners like Ideal Roofing, installing quality material and quality workmanship. I'm a hard-working man. Working man. Good morning, Houston. It's time for the sport of home improvement. I can ride rope, a hammer and paint, do things with my hands that most men can't. I'm a hard-working man. Welcome to Home Show Radio. Save money, save time with Houston's home improvement leader for 35 years. Here's Tom Tynan. All right, here we go, hour number two. Everybody up now? Is it 9 o'clock or 8 o'clock? I'm not going down that road. Anyway, most of you are probably up. Now we can start getting, we had a few callers last hour, but not too many. And you can load the lines now, 281-833-3333. I went down to get a cup of coffee and I started talking. I go, you know what? I'm on the air. I got to run. I'm running upstairs. Patrick going, are you there? Yep. Just made it. Nothing without a breath. I'm too old to be running upstairs. Yes. So call me and we will talk. We do have a caller holding. We're going to get right to him. That's 281-833-3333. Let's talk to Richard. Richard, you're on Home Show Radio. Yeah, Tom, how you doing? We had, uh, we've got our house which is sold. We had the inspection report and it came back, uh, with a recommendation on the hydro massaging jacuzzi tub in our master bathroom. And it said that we needed to bond the lug bond, the lug nut, which is on the electric motor housing. Yes. It needs to be bonded according to manufacturer's specs. It didn't say really? according to code. Well, okay. it has nothing to do so, with code. No house is up to code. Okay. Okay. Well, let me just say this. It is plugged into a receptacle that is laying there underneath. You go in the hole that's the access hole. Yes, sir. It's plugged in just like you would have plugged in an appliance with a three-pronged plug. Yes. That the wire is actually on a circuit with a GFCI uh, box that's all the way across the room. Yes. And if you test that GFCI, it will turn the motor off and on. It's in perfectly. other words, when I have it in water and it's operating and I go there and push that test button. Okay. And there's also a switch on the no, wall. No. In which you don't, you you wait, wait, wait. We, we don't need to go through all that. It's perfectly okay, fine sorry. what you have. It's perfectly okay. fine. Uh, okay, goodness. that's what I'm hoping you would say. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's why I'm giggling while you're giving me, oh, I got this and this and this. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, you know, when you bond it, all it just says is a ground. He's just, he's, it's just, he found something stupid. And yeah. he's, he's, if, if, if that was the issue, you could just take a piece of wire and put it on that thing and stick it in a wall. And nobody know where it went. He'd go, Oh, that's good. Yeah. That's the way it's supposed to be. Yeah. He wouldn't even know. Uh, it's like <laughs> bonding a transformer. Uh, but no, you're, you're perfectly fine. How you convince the buyer and all that, I don't know. I tell you what right. I would do. I'd say, you know what? Okay. I tell you what I'll do. You buy the house and I will take $200 off the price. Or maybe okay. maybe one fifty, maybe seventy five. You decide what you want to do. Yeah, right. let them buy the dang house. It's Good. if it's yeah. on a GFCI, it's fine. That's what that's my opinion too. But I wanted to hear hear from somebody yeah. to kind of confirm that. Yeah. And, the, uh, these know these home inspectors better about it hearing it from you. <laughs> and it doesn't matter. You know what a home inspection's about. This is this is what people understand. It's not a repair uh, uh, list. 
you should not repair anything. You should sell it as is, and I tell everybody that. And when you buy a home, you don't want the homeowner to repair these things because they're going to get somebody to do just what I said and kind of fake it and falsify it and do all that so they can get out of the house. Uh, all you do, it's, it's, it's a tool for the homeowner to know what they're buying. But there is not a home built in 1972, 1961, 1983 that is ever going to be a code-approved home. Codes change right. every year. All it is is something somebody says, oh, okay, so we got a couple little issues here that the guy found, but is it, are they important issues? No. And not a big deal. Now, if your foundation was cracked and the roof was falling in, that, you know, right. that would be so obvious anyway, you wouldn't need a home inspector. But the bottom line is, it's fine. It's just, it makes buyers all queasy and crazy, and it makes sellers who want to get out of their home because you got other issues. You're going to the Bahamas. You're going to go retire in Hawaii. <laughs> you 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 got other issues, too. So everybody wants to get the sale through, especially the realtor, because they're looking at that 3% that they're going to have to – their 6% they're going to have to split with everybody. But it's what you're telling me is nothing. And, Absolutely okay, not an issue. It's a non-issue. Got you. And I will address it that way. Thank you very much. Yeah, and no problem with that. And when you're those of you buying homes now, you have a lot of bargaining power with that right now. So just say, okay, <laughs> we got these things wrong if they're not that big. Say, you know, just take some money off. And if you're the seller, say, okay, well, I'll take this much off. Let's come to a agreement a few bucks and just get the sale done. It's that simple. Don't try to fix it and then because then there's just something else and something else. And it's it's usually just come up with a price, buy, sell it as is, clean it up, make it look nice and. People will buy it. And you know what they're going to do? They're going to go and fix everything anyway. They're going to do their own stuff. All right. James Hardy siding is by far something you should look at when you're building a new home or even a used home that's fairly new. Now, if you're buying a home from 1926 and it's got Cypress siding on there, no, I wouldn't replace that at all. I'd keep the Cypress. But if you're buying a newer home and it's got press board siding or somebody put vinyl on there or something of that nature, then yes, Hardy siding is something you would look at, something you would use. If you already own one like that, something you would plan on replacing and putting the hardy on. Uh, when you buy a home and you, you'd make your plans, well, eventually we want to do this, 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 and this, and one of them is the siding, make sure that the, the end result is hardy. There's a lot of different sidings out there, a lot of confusion, a lot of uh, people who are uh, not clear on which way to go. Everything sounds so good when somebody tries to sell it to you, you go online you hear all kinds of good stuff, or you, or you go some places, no matter what you look at, it's just terrible, the end of the world. Some people just do that. Uh, but as far as the siding itself, I can tell you, 36 years on this show, and I the trends will come through this show here in the Houston area before anybody will ever get a trend going on anything else. And I have never had a question where the Hardy failed. Never. And I've talked about them. They've been around about 20, 25 years now here in, the, in this area. And they are the ones, they're like the ones that saved the industry when it came to siding. Siding was about to go away altogether. People just weren't going to touch it anymore because of the press board fiasco. And some new sidings have come back by the same people that made those. And they're saying, oh, we have a new siding that's the really way to go. But it's still press board and it still fails. Hurricane Harvey showed it again. It, it'll fail. I had a friend who was from Louisiana who used that other siding because it's made in Louisiana. And he, I said, why didn't you use Hardy? No, this is made in Louisiana. It's supposed to be made for the swamps. If it can handle the swamps, it can handle anything. Well, after Hurricane Harvey, 
Hardy was still on the homes. They just hosed it off and let it dry. It was fine. And all that that swamp repellent lumber they supposedly had, it all went to the dump. So I never went back to him and said, I told you so, because he didn't get flooded, so he was okay. Uh, but the rest of Houston, it's not true. Just because somebody says they make it here and it can handle that, it's just not true. you got to look at the test of time, and it, Hardy has survived the test of time. So get Hardy. And if you want to find out more about it and all your selections and things of that, go to homeshowhardypros.com. Excuse me, go to homeshowradio.com and you can visit the Hardy website. And if you want a certified installer, go to homeshowhardypros, homeshowhardypros.com. You work hard for your money. Choose professionals who do the same. Choose experts who've earned Tom's trust. Certified Home Show Pros. Cutting edge tile removal. Certified dust-free tile removal with no messy cleanup. Lord's Chimney, your chimney and fireplace solution. McGrath Pest Control, the only pest control you'll ever need. Because they think like a bug. Find Tom's directory of trusted home show pros anytime for any project at homeshowradio.com. Now, more Home Show Radio with Tom Tynan. Uh, let's get back to the calls. Let's talk to Mike. Mike, you're on Home Show Radio. Good morning, Tom. Thanks for taking my call. You're welcome. I have two questions, and, and one is I've got just a slight crack all the way across my house on what I can see on, on the tile in the kitchen and then also in the bathroom. So I'm thinking I need need to just have it investigated with foundation. And I, I heard a commercial just while you were on break, but I was calling to see who I should call. Well, you could call Due West, but I'll tell you this right now. Tile cracks across the room is not an indication of foundation problems. I'm glad to hear that. And, and they probably, if you called them, I know if it was Kenny or somebody over there, saying, I mean, they'll send somebody out if you really want them to, but they're going to tell you that's not what the issue usually is. You could have some movement. You can get some expansion. You can get uh, some stuff, but not in the foundation. That's going to be the tile application. It's going to be the thin set letting go. It's going to be walls pushing on it. Uh, it's going to be something of that nature, but it's not the foundation that's failing or moving. What you'll see is, unless you see cracks in the sheetrock and things up above, around eight feet above the windows and doors, that's where the indications are. Well, that's fantastic. So we need somebody to check it out at least, or do we just replace it? I wouldn't. No, I wouldn't. But if you go around and tap with a little coin or something, if it's hollow under there, what's happening is the tile's letting go. And it probably was a little stress movement for some reason. Why? I don't know. Probably from the freezes. Uh, so I, I have a feeling that you might have to replace your floor, which isn't a great news, or unless you have some tiles you can replace or you live with it. Uh, but uh, I, I don't think it's foundation problems. I, I wouldn't c- consider that being uh, an issue. I'll tell you that when Hurricane Harvey came, we did have the floor ripped up, you know, just to repair it. And there was just the slightest, slightest little notice of a crack in the cement there which i asked some people and they said nah that's just not foundation issues but yeah, and it, it could it, it could be stressing a little bit there but not to where you're going to put pilings down uh but i'll tell you Correct. this if it, if that's the, if that was what you're telling me with the history i know more about it now uh just like i was yesterday i i, I would go down when the time comes for a new floor and choose something that's not tile, at least in the big area. You can do tile in a bathroom, in a kitchen, in smaller areas. 
but you might want to go to more of the floors that don't attach, like the new vinyls or the, yes. you know, one of those types of floors, the floating floors. Then you don't have to worry about if your house has a little, if it's a, especially if it's a post tension slab or, or whatever's happening there. But it's not, it's not indicative of foundation repair. If two years later you see horizontal cracks above your doors and windows and things like that inside and on the outside brick. Then you know what? Call Due West, and you certainly would call them. But right now, I don't think you need to. Fantastic, appreciate that. The other question is, we've got uh, we've got a beautiful backyard, and we've never made it into a place to you know just go enjoy ourselves because we've got neighbors that have tall houses, and whatever you do, they just look right out in there. And who's a good place to call to help design a backyard with privacy? Um, one of the places that I always go to is RCW Nurseries. They have people that will do the designs for you. Uh, and so that's, that, it's my go-to place, always has been. Uh, if you know any, uh, nurseries around that you, you use in your part of town, cause I'm not sure where you are, you go to them and they'll probably have referrals up the gazoo for you. Uh, we also have a website, uh, the Garden Pros, which is a show that comes on before me that's part of our team on Saturdays. They've got a whole list of nurseries in town that can help you with that. But that's what I do is I go to one of those places. And, uh, I mean, I have a guy that mows my yard and stuff, but I don't have them design the the backyards. These are for more – they'll have designers, uh, landscape architects, landscape designers on staff. And then, of course, they'll do all the the, uh, doing – they'll do it themselves or you can do it yourself, but the design can be done by them. Fantastic. You've been an awesome help, man. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Have a blessed day. Oh, it's my pleasure. And then thank you for letting me do my job because that's what I'm doing here is my job. Brett, you hold on real quick here. We got a quick break set. <laughs> Just like the time change, I have not been real good on time today, but eh, I'll end on time like I'm supposed to. Now that we've got the clock issue figured out, Patrick and I. All right. If you're sick of the hassle, of managing your own rental property. Are you sick of it? It is a hassle, by the way. If I rented, uh, if if, I I had a discussion, I think it was on Facebook with my colonel or so uh, in the guard and talking about investments, how Bitcoin's falling apart, the banks are going down, the stock market's a waste of time. And the whole idea is, and everybody chimed in saying, rah, rah, you do it. You buy property, you buy uh, hard assets. You never go wrong with them, but they are a little more, uh, hands-on. But it doesn't have to be. You can buy properties and you can become a landlord or right now, you know, you might not want to buy it, but you might own some and you've been a landlord. And after a while you're saying, I don't want to deal with the headaches anymore. No problem. There's a company here in town set up to do it. And to them, it's not a headache. To them, it's a joy. And to the owner, Bruce Lessie, he'll sit with you, talk with you and tell you exactly not how they nickel and dime you like these other companies. This guy's a local guy. He knows everybody in town. He's got his whole team set up. He takes care of properties all through Houston, all the way. I think he's moving to the Corpus area. And you know why? Not that he wanted to, not that he needed to. He's got clients say, Bruce, I only want you to take care of my properties, and we have these down here. So what I'm getting at is is when you have such a loyal clientele, you've got to be doing something right. I, I'm very impressed with this man, and I've done business with this man too. And part of my portfolio has properties in there that when it comes time for me to use it as rental and income for my retirement, it's 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 going to Houston for lease. Here, Bruce, take it over. I'm done with it. We need the income. We're going to go to the Bahamas, Costa Rica, wherever we're going. And uh, it's not for a while, trust me. And I can take the computer with me and do the show. So no problem. 
But as far as that goes, I'm still working. But that's what I'm going to do. That's what you should do. So if you're tired of the hassle of managing your own rental properties, don't give them up because you like the money. Nobody's ever tired of the money. You're just tired of the hassle of the day-to-day stuff called Houston for Lease. You can find out more about them at homeshowradio.com, but it's the perfect answer for you. Very little cost. He will take his cut. And you will still get your money, but he takes all the headaches with his cut, and you don't have to worry about anything. You can make money while you sleep with Houston for lease. I'm not angry. I just want to be alone. Now back to Home Show Radio with Tom Tynan. I can tell everybody's waking up now. Let's talk to Brett. Brett, you're on Home Show Radio. Good morning, Tom. Good morning. Hey, uh, the other day I was hanging out. The baby was sleeping, so it was actually quiet in the house. And yes. I heard a loud pop. My wife asked, what the heck was that? I go up in the attic, and I had to pull up a diagram, but the under pollen, one of the under pollens had popped off. Uh, I guess the rafter on one side of it, and it made a heck of a noise. It looked like it wasn't connected all that well. They just kind of screwed it in, mm-hmm. and uh, it wasn't, I don't think, the, the nicest joint in the world. Is that a big concern? Is there some natural movements that might cause that? I don't think it's a big concern. I think all you have to do is have somebody go up and probably reinforce it and just do your connections better even if you have it's probably just some two by fours or two by sixes so whatever it is just make it a little stronger tee it off but yeah it it can happen it's not unusual especially with the winds we've had we had some pretty pretty strong winds here and once in a while just it just takes that right moment uh so i wouldn't ignore it and just walk away i would have someone rebrace it but besides that i don't think it's a big deal and what type of contractor, is that just a general contractor deal that would just do that simple work? I don't think, you know what, I would call Rudy's Quality Painting and see if you can get one of Rudy's guys to go up, ask Rudy if he'll handle it, and just go up and take some two-bys and just brace that whole thing up a little bit better. It's not It's not, It's not. A, a an engineering deal or anything. I just wouldn't get all that involved with it, except it needs, needs to be uh, tightened up. And brace probably with a few more uh, configurations of some T's up there and just let it all kind of tighten it up and nail it well and all that kind of stuff. And he's got carpenters that can probably do that for you. I got gotcha. you. Now, the last caller was, was talking about cracks, and it made me think. I, I do have some stress cracks in drywall um, in different areas of the house. Okay, what do they look uh, like? Explain, uh, uh, are they diagonal? Are they open at the top, closed at the bottom? Or are they just straight lines? What you got? Uh, they, they're more or less straight lines. Uh, I'm trying to think here. They, they pop up mostly at the corners on the, on the uh, I guess, the ceiling. Uh, it okay. would be near a corner or an edge at the ceiling. How old is this house? It's 69 it was built. Oh, okay, good. So it's got a test of time, as I like to say. You're all right. Uh, that's not foundation problems. Uh, that's some movement in the roof, and maybe it had a lot to do with this thing being so stressed that it finally popped. Uh, I don't know if it's close and in the same area, but what I would do is I'd get that thing all taken care of. Have Rudy take a look at that, too, and they probably can go ahead 
and re-nail the sheetrock around those areas and patch it and fix it and paint it to match. And uh, I have a feeling you've got some uh, framing moving up on your attic in your in your roof framing. Now, if it was built okay. in 69, this house originally had wood shingle roof on there. And somebody probably went in and decked it. I'm not sure. You'll have to tell me. And then put a regular roof on top of it because in 69, all the roofs here in Houston, they were all wood shingle which means that the rafters are spaced uh, about 19 to 20 inches apart. They have per- one-by-four purlins running across the tops of them. They were never meant for the roof load of, of a shingle roof. And so when we go back and re-roof them, a lot of the roofers didn't uh, brace it well, and I have a feeling that's what it's coming down to is the, the new roof going on the old one, and just over time it's moving around a little bit. Yeah, I imagine all that tar is a bit heavier, huh? Oh, yeah, it's a lot heavier. The wood shingles were super light. They didn't care about it. It was called a light roof load. If you look at a at a, a chart for rafters, you have the light roof load, and you have the medium, and then you have the heavy. Uh, it's it's going to medium to heavy depending on the pound per square. A square is a 10 by 10 area. The wood shingles, they just had no weight to them at all. So they did not spend a lot of time on the roof framing. And so the whole history of the house is making it real clear to me. You've just got some roof movement because of the age of the home and when it was built but easily taken care of, no big disaster whatsoever. Sounds good. That's okay. what I need to know. Yes, sir. Call Rudy. They'll take care of that and make that sheetrock nice, and you probably you get a nice little remodel out of it. Yeah, you'll have to pay. Everybody's got to pay a little bit. All right, what we got here? Randy, uh, Junior, you guys hang loose. You guys are – everybody's calling now. I love it, so we're going to get to you real quick. Circle Saw, though, is a place you want to go for all your tools. Circle Saw is a place where people – in the business, whether you're in the facilities part of it, the industrial part of it, or you're just in the contracting part of it, have been going for the right tool for the right job forever. Woodworkers <laughs> love it because you'll find stuff for woodworkers. If you guys are going into woodworking for either a hobby or whatever, that's a place to go. you got a you got a connection to solve. You need a cutting head. You need something like that. It is circle saw all the way. Uh, panel saw the new panel saws if i wish i used to make cabinets back in college for people if i had a panel saw i would have done it in half the time they've got these vertical panel saws that are incredible take up very little room compared to the old ones anyhow it's all at circle saw and when it comes to saw blades and just regular maintenance on tools contracts have been going there forever but you as a homeowner can do it too if you want to go into a hobby of any kind or if you've got home improvements you're going to be doing and you're looking for the right tool and you think well, what am I going to do? Go online and, and go on Facebook and see all these advertisements and start looking on the line? You can. Or you can go to Circle Saw like the old days, sit at the old counter and say, hey, this is what I need. They come back and they slap it on the counter and say, here you go. We got it covered. Come on back and see us. Next, please. That's what they do there at Circle Saw. I've been doing it since the 50s. And when it comes to uh, homeowners, because I didn't put you in that mix, it's the perfect place for you. They treat you like everybody else. In a very good way. Randy over there at Circle Saw wants you to come on in because it's the family that has owned it and run it since the 50s. That's Circle Saw located at 2510 Ella Boulevard just south of Loop 610 North. I got a diamond in my pocket and my baby's got a heart of gold. Oh, back to Home Show Radio with Tom Tynan. Let's talk to Randy. Randy, you're on Home Show Radio. Thanks for taking my call. Yes, sir. Um, I'm building a house down in Matagorda, a beach house. And uh, it's in a 
an older, kind of unique community that, uh, for one thing, they require octagon-shaped homes, which is, that's really? fine. I'm, you know, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I've kind of done my research on that, and I'm comfortable with that. But the other requirement the HOA has that they're not, I've tried to get them to relent on, but they won't, because it's always been there since the 70s, is that they're requiring cedar-sided uh, you know, cedar sided homes. And they have to be installed vertically in planks with like really? a nickel gap or, or okay. channel groove. And um, they will let you use a cement board like a hardy, but you still have to install it vertically in planks. And I was wondering if you have, if you've seen that before. Uh, I guess, first of all, what do you think about the cedar? And then second of all, if you, if I could go to Hardy, can you install it vertically in planks? Well, I assume they're do- letting you do that because people down there have done it with Hardy. And so, well, have to- I don't, do I don't know, know if they are. They just said that they would allow you to do the cement board, but you still have to. You still have no one else has done it in this community yet. Everything else in there is cedar siding. Okay, I'd have to research what product they have. They have some vertical sidings out there. Yeah. Uh, and, and you could go to their website. You can go through ours, homeshowradio.com. Go to the James Hardy website and take a look. Uh, so okay. you know, you're just looking for, it's all visual is what they're looking at. And if, if I had the choice, cause you're yeah. going to have a, a plywood sheathing on the outside, you can wrap it with Tyvek. You can put the Hardy to all it. Right. I would use a Hardy today if, if I could find one that meets that, that standard they're looking for. And okay. if it can be put on the high winds because you have to meet your high wind standards with a, uh, right. Texas windstorm. So, and right. you can even call Texas Windstorm to find out what products they're allowing on that. Cause I built some homes down there for people, remodeled and we always had to use a six inch horizontal and a certain nail pattern to make sure that we, we met their requirements. You couldn't just use anything you wanted. So I don't know if it right. does or not. Uh, but if you're building, don't you have a engineer that's, uh, approving all your building I, plans I and do. stuff? Yes. Ask I do. them. Ask them what yeah. they know of of that because they're the ones that are going to have to sign off on it anyway. Yeah, I, I did talk to them about the, the the vertical application, and they weren't familiar with it with Hardy. Okay, uh, and, well, then you're going to have to go to Hardy, and you can. In fact, uh, yeah. you can go to the website and ask some questions. I don't know if it's, how it's going to pan out. I've never done it. Uh, let's see what they've got uh-huh. to say. Uh, they might not develop a product like that because it would be not it wouldn't be used very often. So right. it might just end up being a cedar project for you. And it, when you ask me what's about cedar, it's been used down there for a million years. There's still cedar homes from yeah. the 60s down there. Uh, they look kind of rough after a while, but they exactly, do hold up. Yeah. And you're going to have to, like anything, you can either, I don't know if they paint them down there or if they're staining they them. They won't let you paint it. They, they, okay, well then. You have to leave it unstained, yeah. Well, what do you do with Hardy? you got to paint it. You, they'll, they'll let you paint as long as it matches the, the oh, really? okay. cedar look. It's kind of like Santa Fe, New Mexico. Everything's brown. No matter what it is, it has to be brown. (laughs) All right. So, uh, yeah, whatever you can do. It might be. Well, I think what's going to happen to you, uh, Randy, is you're going to find it easier just to get your project going, just to to bite the bullet and go with cedar like everybody else and just say, hey, it's it's a proven thing because you don't want to reinvent the wheel. You don't want to be the one on the block that does and destroys, you know, you put destroys your bank book because you have to redo it. It didn't quite work. So I have a feeling you can research a little bit, but I have a feeling that the cedar is going to be something you're just going to end up going with. Okay. That's kind of where I've ended up, but I thought I was just thinking about that. I'd call you and see if you'd have 
run into that before. Yeah, uh, and if you get bored tonight, go to the Hardy website. They they even have places yeah. where you can ask questions. And take a look. You'll see their styles. You'll see all the different ones. If you see a style that's a vertical siding that matches what they're wanting you down down there, then the big question is, will it will it stand up to the windstorm uh, requirements yeah. of nail patterns and stuff? Yeah. And if you have to put so many nails in there where you see everything, then it's not going to be worth it to you. Right. But those are right. your two questions, and you could probably answer that pretty quickly with 15, 20 minutes on their website. Okay. Okay. I will check it out. Thank you very right, much, brother. Tom. Good luck. Octagon house. Interesting. I've never designed one. Uh, never. Nobody ever said, I have to have an octagon house. Nope. Uh, somebody wanted a uh, geodesic dome. I said, yeah, I don't really want to do that. And it gets really expensive to finish geodesic domes because everything's a triangle. How do you sheetrock it? I, I knew a guy that built a geodesic dome real quick, and then I gotta, we're going to get to uh, Junior and then Hoy. Uh, but... When they came to finishing it, the, he got the sheetrock bid. He didn't bid it all out like he was supposed to, and it was just horrendous. So he ended up going to the Army surplus buying parachutes, which are silk, and he strung them really tight, and he made a ceiling out of parachutes inside this thing. And by the way, when you put cabinets in a geodesic dome, you better have a very creative cabinet maker who can make it work for you because if it's on an outside wall, eh, it doesn't quite work too well. But it's very strong, but that's about it. Ideal Roofing is a company that will take care of the roof on a geodesic dome. What On a geodesic dome, is it a roof or is it a siding? I know. It's always been a question nobody can answer because of the different shapes. But you're going to get that with mansard roofs. You're going to get it with flat roofs. You're going to get different things. Is it a roof? Is it siding? Is it roof siding? How does it transition? That's why you have to go to the experts. And when it comes to windstorm, if you're dealing with it down in the coast, it's always a call to Ideal Roofing. Ideal Roofing is a company that can take care of it all for you. Ideal Roofing can take care of all the windstorm needs. Not, you know, they go all of Houston uh, where you don't have that. They can take care of all the registration. They can take care of everything you need. If you have a storm uh, rebuild, if you've got roof leaks, if you've got a very unusual roof system, they're waterproofers. They're weatherproofers. They know how to make the building envelope not leak. That's their specialty. Even with patios that are rooms underneath and walking surfaces above from balconies on the second floor, they got it covered. It's a call to Ideal Roofing. So give them a call at 713-896-1122. They're a company that has the access to the products, the best warranties, and because they've been in business so long in this town, the test of time, they are there to back up their products. And they are so strong in the industry that if for something happens – and they're not around, the company that you bought the materials will carry over on the warranty, too. It's very strong. They will tell you the specifics about it, but call Ideal Roofing. I haven't lived under a roof that wasn't an Ideal Roof. Well, since I got here, every roof I put on came from Ideal Roofing, uh, all starting back in the 80s, and I'm still using them today. The Now, back to Home Show Radio with Tom Tynan. Right back to the calls. Let's talk to Junior. Junior, you're on Home Show Radio. Dear Lord, let me try to paint this picture for you, Tom. Uh, okay. It's about a fence. Uh, it's about materials I have and I'm going to use. So those fence posts, what I have is some 4 by 4s uh, this is down to Matagorda, a little bit of a wind concern. So, so I'm, I screwed these four by fours together, you know, five in, five and an eighth inch 
structural screws, three on each side. They're, they're there. Now, what what I did then, and I'm going to sink these. So these are just eight foot. So I'm going to put them three foot in the ground, leaves five foot at the top, which okay. is not tall enough. So what I also have is a guy in Freeport, his dock, big time fishing dock, took it apart, and I have three by eights. It also has some three by twelves. These are bad boy timbers, and they're very, uh, you know, they're they're aged, and they look pretty dang cool. And I and I'm gonna use them. Okay. So I've gone back and laminated these three by eights on the going to be away from my pool, facing out. Doesn't make any difference. Yeah, it does. Facing out, and and I laminated those three by eights to those four by four pair of four by fours. Now, I mentioned it was too short, so what I then decided to do was I was going to extend these 3 by 8s up a foot higher than the 4 by 4s You know, they're all going to go in the ground. Now I'm going to put another 3 by 8 on top of those 4 by 4s and, and bolt into the extended 3 by 8s on the backside of those 4 by 4s did that confuse you yet? Uh, a little bit, but I'm kind of with you. So what's the point of the question, though? What are you asking me? Here, here's the deal. I thought I had nine-foot, three-by-eights. So when I built the, I said, I'll just go in and extend them up. I got to have the taller. And I got a chunk at the bottom that's not there. You know what I'm saying? To get even, I got to add about eight or 12 inches to the bottom. I can take this thing completely apart and scoot that down, or can I just patchwork what's going to go in the hole with another 3 by 8 chunk? That's a, You mean butt it together and extend it? It's already extended up. By, by doing that, I, I had 8-foot bubble force. I had 8-foot uh, 3 by 8s. I thought I had 9-footers. So when I built it, now get out oh, there so you want to extend, you want to add it to the top? I did add it to the top, but it made me short at the bottom. Oh, I see. And so, what do you want so to do now, at the bottom? Just splice in some across the bottom? Yeah, just a, another three by eight chunk, which they're going to be about eight inches to ten inches. That's the length. Right, but it's going to go I from did. post to post. Those chunks are going to go, yeah, I'll, uh, it would be at the bottom of each post. Yeah, it's going to run post to post. So that's actually pretty common in fence building where you run a two. Uh, in, in the fences I build for my house, we run a 2 by 12 across the bottom, and then we put our pickets I, I, on top of it. Uh, so it's pretty common to hold it all together and gusset it at the bottom, and it also becomes what we call a rot board in case the bottom of those pickets, they don't rot. And if that ever rots, you can replace it, and the fence can still stay up. I kind of lost, I think you messed up a little on them by understanding me not explaining. The eight by eight chunk, the three by eight chunks that I'm adding because yeah. I'm short, I extended it up above the four by fours, okay? Right. To, uh, to nail two, screw two. But at the bottom, as it goes down the four by four pair, it's short to get down to the bottom of the four by fours. That's where I want to put the chunk. Oh, so they're vertical. Vertical, yes. Oh, God, that's I'm going horizontal. You're going vertical. They're going two directions. Well, okay, uh, sure, why not? Yeah, yeah. the answer is yes. I, I know what you're getting at now. I got it, yeah. So, so don't, don't take the whole thing apart and extend it 
Yeah, you're just going to butt it. You're just all you're doing is filling that bottom section, so it it goes all the way to the ground. Cool. All right, one other yep. quick question. Yeah, I'm going to use those three by eights, and these posts are on six foot centers. Okay. Yeah. I have three by eights, and they're eight foot long. So I'm going to go up to two posts. Number one post, number two post, and I have that extension on the top. I'm going to set these three by eights on top of the four by fours that has that three by eight to screw into. Yes. And I'm going to go to post number three and four, and I'm going to do the same thing. But these posts are six foot apart, so I'm going to have about a two-foot gap. I've got to uh, splice, okay? Yeah. <laughs> splice That's a tougher one. You're, now we're going horizontal, right? Now we're going horizontal. Yeah, so the splice on the horizontal two, is going to be an issue. You're going you're gonna to have to uh, sister something to it, I think, which means well, you're going to have to. you know, you know how you cut out a chunk, you know, uh, on the top and cut out a chunk on the bottom and stick your piece in there, screw it in. You think? A, a oh, you mean like do a, a, a do a, a connection a joint where you 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 cut a couple of V's Absolutely. in there? Yeah, Absolutely. I if you do that right, it'll work. Okay. Okay. If you do that Would right, you do you know how to do one where you go? I'm here. I got my finger in the air, going. Down to an angle and then across to about a third of the way, uh, two thirds of the way down, and then back again, and then they they pop it together. You're talking about a hair point, like yeah. It, it, well, it's it's like a double, and then they they I used to do them all the time, and then they they just click together and fit in, and then you can run some well, screws together. Well, what I was going to do is walk up to those up in the air. I was yeah. going to cut out a you know the 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 a cut out six inch chunk, okay, six inch yeah. half of it by four. On the top, I'm gonna cut out a six by four inch. On the bottom of the of the uh, of the of the of the. Okay, you're, side. are you just gonna do a square cut? I'll, I'll do whatever you tell me. I, that's well, what but I that's do, what you're explaining to me. A square. It's better to do yeah. an angle than a than a square, because the square cuts yeah. will will pull apart. So what you yeah. what, what I would rather see you do is like an arrow point in the middle. And then okay. push them together to where you have uh, going, even if it's halfway down and back, and then you can get your screws together. That way, it's it's got surface area on top and bottom, and it doesn't want to sag. Thank you. You bet. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. No, that, I, that was another. That was another main point. Was yeah. No, no I, I'm totally e- exhausted now, Junior. <laughs> okay. No, that was gotcha. good. <laughs> I love it. Out of order to help me. <laughs> if I could, I'd be easier. I would. I'd make a cut for you, and we'd, you'd know exactly what I'm getting at. So okay. I could do that in about Take three care, minutes. All right, buddy. Bye-bye. Ah, hoy, hang loose a minute. That was a brain teaser, but I, I know where he's going. I wish I could show him exactly how to It's actually a double point, and I'm drawing it right here. So if anybody wants this piece of paper at the end of the show, there, I just drew it. And then you can set your screws here, here, and here. And <laughs> you're good. All right. Ah, oh, goodness. Let's see here. Trifection is a company you need to call when you want to remodel your home. They will they will worry about these details and take care of it for you. Trifection uh, is probably the best. Uh, maybe there's one out there. I don't know. But in my my opinion and in my experience, they're the best remodeling company that's ever been put together. And I'm in the middle of a project with them right now for a personal project. They're doing two bathrooms. And we just we, we think we have a handle on it. We'll know by Friday when we put the granite and the tile together. We've picked all our choices. They don't do anything until your choices are picked. 
and then the down payment, and then they start. And when they start, I tell Jeff Roberts over there who runs, I said, here's the key to the house. Just get her done. I'll be back in two months. And that's what they do. Uh, and they're, I've done that several times with them. I go in, I'm just like, wow. Because they have the eye. He has the eye on it, everybody that's with him. And he has he doesn't send one guy down, handyman guy, to do a remodel. What he does is he has his group of people from the plumbers, electricians, tile people, uh, demo people, cabinet people. Everybody goes in and out as quickly and just like a little orchestra puts the whole piece together. And all of a sudden you have a bathroom, a kitchen, uh, a room addition, whatever the case may be. No job is too big or too small. And remodeling's in right now. And there's a lot of people pretending they're remodelers because they were in the new home building business that aren't. Go with the experience. doesn't cost more to get it done right. It is better for you in the long run. Trifection. Give them a call at 281-KITCHEN and find out how they can remodel your home just for you. Take the guesswork out of your next project. Get advice from Tom. Then get help you can trust. Get an expert who meets Tom's standards. A certified home show pro. James Hardy and the Hardy Siding System. Adding lasting value, appeal, and protection to your home. Crimsafe. Thug-proof your home with proactive protection. Stainless steel security screens. Door Clearance Center. Any door, any size. If it hangs on a hinge, you'll find it for less at the Door Clearance Center. Find Tom's directory of trusted home show pros anytime for any project at homeshowradio.com. Now, more Home Show Radio with Tom Tynan. Uh, let's get another call in, and let's talk to Hoy. Hoy, you're on Home Show Radio. Hello, Tom. Hello, Hoy. I am uh, looking uh, to put some drainage in on our property, and I was just wondering if there's anything I should, uh, some thoughts from you and comments and things to watch out for. Well, when you do drainage, if you're hiring somebody, make sure they're a licensed irrigator with the state of Texas. Uh, they actually okay. do have licensing for that because it's very uh, it's a very specialized uh, process. And you just don't want someone digging holes and putting pipe and saying, oh, this is going to work. But you want someone who's good and can plan around it. So besides that, and you can get lots of names from uh, – because anybody that puts in sprinkler systems and, and does landscaping will probably be a licensed irrigator, and they can put in drainage systems. And okay. as far as that goes, local nurseries and stuff will have names too. But that's the only thing I could think of that would be an issue is, well, two things. That is you get someone who really knows what they're doing, but they'll know how to do this anyway. And in most cases, everything that drains must go on your property to the street. Okay, yes. Uh, uh, that was the law that passed. You can't flood your Yeah, neighbor. you can't flood your neighbor, which is kind of a nice thing. But, uh, yeah, everything's got to go to the street because the street is literally our drainage system during heavy rains that's what streets are meant to be they're designed not only for cars but for drainage not if they're going to keep slapping things on top of it <laughs> well, that's soon, true the too going to be higher than your property. i didn't say it worked toy i said that was the point <laughs> okay, i fine. said it for you <laughs> thank you i appreciate that you're right no because and then the next question should be how do you do i know for sure yes been there done and got the t-shirt and the trophy <laughs> yes I okay, I, I just didn't know that. Okay, so usually people install sprinkler would. Yeah, they're licensed irrigators in the state of Texas. They're licensed irrigators, and they don't put the name drainage on there. But to put in drains and sprinklers, you're supposed to be licensed. 
Okay. So if you ever had to pull a permit or something, that's what they're looking for. But those are the okay. ones that are experienced and passed the test, and they should have a license that's up to date because okay. the rules and regulations change. And so okay. that's who's going to be doing it. And there, there are a million of them out there. Even if you okay. go to a sprinkler supply store, they'll probably have 10 names of people that, that they're there all the time. Whatever's convenient for you, usually the nurseries that are close to your neighborhood is where I send people. Okay. And they're called, and they are called licensed irrigators? That's correct. They have an irrigation license, a licensed irrigator with the state of Texas. Okay. All right. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Oh, you're very welcome. Always nice talking to you, Hoy. And, yes, I will tell Sandra hello. Hello, Sandra. Okay, we were out motorcycle riding yesterday. She's picking tile. Speaking of tile, before you put the new tile in, you got to take the old tile out. I spoke to another friend of mine over one of our certified home show pros, actually, and they were telling me they just did a project, and they're a hardcore do-it-yourselfer. And she was doing it, I think it was a kitchen floor, and she had to remove all the old tile. And I heard of the story about the mess and the backbreaking work. And it is. It's tough. I've done it. And she kind of said, well, I was going to call cutting-edge tile removal, but, you know, I really thought this would be something I want to try myself. And I don't know if she really uh, liked the idea that she did that. And I know I wouldn't. After I pulled out tile with those machines and one job I did, I said, I'll never do this again. I'm surprised I still have my teeth. And I was only in my 20s back then and looking pretty and big and strong. So it's a tough job to do, but, and it's messy too, if you call the right people, you don't have to do any of it. And when they're done, and they're done in a few hours, because they have a proprietary equipment system, and you can see some of it in action at homeshowradio.com. Just go to the Cutting Edge Tile Removal website and see our video. But it is dust-free. Everything leaves with them. These people, I, I love the owner. He, he got this system years ago, and then he went and developed more and more systems. I don't know how many patents he's got. Uh, he's all over the country now with his companies. I think he's living in South Florida now. But they originated here in Houston. And his company is strong here in Houston because this is, this is where it all started. And it's cutting-edge tile removal. And I'm very, very proud to say we were a part of, of – getting it out to the public here at Home Show Radio. So it's been a great uh, team. But he's got systems now to take out old wood floors, uh, commercial epoxy paints, and everything is clean and dust-free. It's a beautiful system used in the industrial, commercial, and residential markets. If you're running a hotel or something and you've got a, you're doing a remodel job, but your hotel's got to keep running like a Ritz-Carlton or something, uh, this is a company to call. They can get in, they can get out dust-free and not – it interrupt your business is what it comes down to and get the thing done quickly and clean. And that's what you're looking for. Cutting edge tile removal. You can find out all about them at homeshowradio.com. Getting the yard and garden you really want is easy with help from the Home Show Garden Pros. Houston's leading independent, locally owned nurseries come together Saturday, 7 till 9. Hey, man, I've listened to your show for years. I've really enjoyed all the information you put out there for all of us homeowners. Answering questions anytime at homeshowgardenpros.com. Videos, advice, tips, and the Garden Pros podcast. Always on, always free. Helping you be a better gardener. The Home Show Garden Pros, Saturday, 7 till 9 on Sports Radio 6. And online anytime at homeshowgardenpros.com. Stay tuned. Home Show Radio will return shortly.